DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Time to talk Arizona football with Jed Fish, the head coach of the Wildcats. Coach, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Sorry I wasn't able to do it uh, at the media day. My voice uh, wasn't cooperating with me back then. Well, Coach, if you would have been at media day and we were down there, we broadcast all day. College football up in Salt Lake City is huge, as you can imagine, particularly with the Utes getting into the Pac-12. But you would have gone face-to-face as somebody who's one of your own because this is PK, and I got extensive roots in North Jersey to the point, Coach, my sister, two, I got two older sisters, one went to Morris Catholic High. I'm sure you're very familiar with that. Yeah, wow. Well, Coach, I'm not going to stop there. My other sister, Hanover Park High School. No way. (laughs) That's amazing. That's amazing. From Hanover uh, all the way to Utah, down to Tucson. It's like a big triangle. That is a big triangle. That's awesome. That is awesome. My mom still lives there. Oh, cool. uh, Yeah. She lives in Morristown still. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, before you think that you and I can be friends, you did what most people in Jersey do. You went to Florida. My parents, between 8th and ninth grade, they decided to move to Arizona. And here's where the bad news comes in, Coach. I'm an Arizona State grad. Oh, boy. That's when I thought we had something going. You know, I, I, thought that, I thought we had a chance there, and now... I don't know what we do anymore. <laughs> well, I just had to set the ground rules ahead of time. So we're sort of brothers, but then we had a, we kind of went our separate ways. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's okay, though. That's all right. We'll, we'll figure out what we can do to make it work here <laughs> um, and, and see if we can uh, help you guys out a little bit with what's going on with the football. I'm curious what it's like for you trying to uh, fit in in Arizona, figure out how things are. I mean, it's something you have experience with. I look at your resume, and you've spent about a quarter of a century bouncing to every corner of the country. You've, uh, you've coached in Florida, you in, in college and the pros. Most recently, you were at the Patriots. I think people are aware of that. You've been in the middle of the country coaching at Michigan. You've been out to UCLA. So is this second nature to you? Do you have to go in somewhere and figure out a new place and new people? <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, the easy part is for me, um, it's obviously always more challenging for my wife and kids um, as they don't have the – really the ability to just kind of lock yourself in an office and be around you know, a bunch of football coaches and have immediate friends. Um, they have to actually do the hard work and meet friends and go to school. And, um, my, you know, my wife has to meet parents of kids and other people in the community and find doctors, et cetera. But, um, you know, we have, we have done it a, a few times and uh, we've been on different teams at different universities or different professional teams and, um, we've really enjoyed our moves. We've enjoyed our time and meeting new people. We always feel that's a huge benefit for our own kids. Um, that when they're when it's all said and done, you know, I've been an offensive coordinator in the ACC, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, the NFL. Um, so, and I've coached in uh, all those conferences as well as the SEC. So, you sit there and you're like, you know, you girls are going to have a lot of opportunities in life. And uh, you should know somebody from some walk of life somewhere along the line. So I've been following Arizona football along with the Sun Devils, obviously, and the whole Pac-12 since they went to 
from uh, the two Arizona schools went into the Pac-10 back in the late 70s. As I watched the football team last year, you know, with the rivalry game, that, that got away, obviously. But as I look at the Arizona game with the USC, man, that was right down to the end. And if, uh, the Trojans were fortunate, very fortunate to get out of there. I saw Plummer play a little bit, Bandy. And so I know there's some talent there. What type of talent do you have going into this season to be able to be competitive as far as what you're looking for? Yeah, well, you know, there, there's two things to that. The first thing is we'd certainly, um, you know, we really were a minute and a half away, down three or up three points against yeah. SC, 30-27 or whatever it might have been. Had a chance to make an interception at the end of the game. Didn't do it. Uh, don't don't win the game. But I, I think there's a feeling of competitiveness for sure at that moment in time. Uh Whatever happened throughout the rest of the year, I was not really aware of that. I wasn't here. Um, what I do know, though, is we've got some good returning players. We also brought in 18 transfers. Um, so we hit the transfer portal pretty hard. Um, 18 of our 117 players transferred in. Seven of our, let's call it, starters on defense uh, transferred in from other programs. Um, so... We kind of we're not going to look very similar to the team of last year, and then on uh, in terms of our personnel defensively, offensively, I think we you know our quarterback Gunnar Cruz transferred in from Washington State. He and Will Plummer will serve some time. Um, our running back, we've got um, you know Michael Wiley returning, but then we've also brought a couple freshmen that have, that are competing, and then we brought a running back in from Northwestern that transferred in, who was the leading rusher at Northwestern. And then we've got a tight end that transferred in from UNLV. And um, then we've got all of our receivers have returned. So I do believe that uh, the team won't look exactly the same as it looked in the past. So, and you mentioned all the starters on defense that have transferred in. The, the rep, and reps aren't always accurate, but there's usually some truth to them. The rep on Arizona was, no matter what they did on defense, it doesn't matter if you don't make the tackle, and they just missed too many tackles. Have you, have you made that a major emphasis here out of the gate? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that was the rep. But what I did know was, um, you know, when you come from working for Bill Belichick, you understand the importance of fundamentals, and you understand the importance of tackling. And uh, we practice tackling every day in the NFL, so we practice it twice every day here in college. So we are um, we're tackling Jesse's. And we do everything we can to to practice tackling, to drill tackling, to work on tackling, and to do every to become good tacklers. Now, until you actually go against another team, and until you're tackling live every play, all the things that go go into it, you'll never know. But we got to build it the right way. We got to build it with you know a tough physical mindset, and that's going to come from. you know, no one had to tackle and no one had to run the football. And if you can run the ball and stop the run, you got a chance to be pretty physically tough. Oh, yeah, that's that's been Kyle Whittingham's uh, mantra for literally his whole life, I think since he came from the womb, run the ball and stop the run. So we know all about that. He's drilled that into our heads. And we've been doing this show almost 20 years, so we've been on the radio as long as he's been a head coach here. We understand that. You talk about splitting time with these quarterbacks, and obviously you got BYU, you got Utah later in the season, but you got the Cougars, who we also cover intensely here in our market, and you got them right off the bat. When you say you're going to split time with the quarterback, do you have a set plan You can, or take it how it goes? Um, you know, there's a 
let's call it like an overall outline of how we can, you know, make it work. Um, this is not the first time that I've been on a team that's done that. Uh, we did it at Florida when we won the SEC championship in 2000 um, with Jesse Palmer, Rex Grossman. Did it in Florida when we um, came in. I think we beat the number one team in the country in Florida State with Noah Brindice and Duck Johnson alternating reps. Um, and then there, we did it at Michigan in 2016 in our first game with John O'Corn and Wilton State. Uh, I think what it just comes down to is we just need to make sure that um, the person that's starting we're most comfortable with, I don't want them looking over their shoulder and thinking that they're named the starter and if thing doesn't go well, all of a sudden they're benched. Um, I don't think that's the right way to handle that. I think it's a much better situation when you have two guys that both competed really hard and let them both go and let them both see how it goes and we'll take one game at a time. So I read a story that said that um, you really, this was kind of plan B, you would have rather picked somebody, but you didn't feel like you could look the guys in the eye and explain to them what the difference was. So, yeah, you know, I, I just felt as if it was a situation that it was easy to tell the person who the starter was. The problem was telling the guy why he wasn't the starter. And, I, you know, when you don't really have a great reason, I just don't feel like you should do it. Uh, you know, we're in year one here, and we're building trust and respect for one another. Um, we talk about, you know, respect being our number one value here. And I, I just didn't feel like, you know, going there and just telling about because I said so or because I felt that way was a good enough reason. And I just um, – I, I, I feel like we're – We've got two young players. They both have four years of eligibility left, and each. And we also are um, we're in year one, and I just feel it's more important right now to do what I would consider the right thing than just what I would have considered the easy thing, and just name a guy. So, because of my association with Arizona, I got forty years in this thing, and I can I can recite all the good things and the bad things. And one of the things, and it's the Devils have struggled with it too, and I harp on it a lot. It's the in-state recruiting. I mean, I can look at the quarterback at Oklahoma, Iowa State, Oregon, Texas Tech. Those guys, Ohio State's got one. They're all kids within the state. And it's hard to keep these kids. Now, I understand you got a four-star linebacker commit. I know you can't talk about it the other day out of California. I think you got like 15 commits so far, something along those lines. Or maybe 22 commits. I don't, I don't remember. I read when I read the story. But you got a lot of commits. Uh, a lot yeah, of enthusiasm. 15, yeah. A lot of enthusiasm. You managed to have a bunch of students out at the uh, game. You brought back the alumni and Teddy Bruschi and a couple of guys on your staff. How do you think all of that is going to be able to translate into be able to keep kids home? Because there's a lot of talent in this state, as I'm sure you know. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And it's become a huge priority for us. Um, of the guys that have transferred to us, um, I think seven of them are from the state of Arizona that have come back um, from, you know, Drake Anderson to Gunnar Maldonado to Jason Harris to um, Alex Lines, to Gunnar Cruz. Um, and then there's, uh, I'm sure there's some others that I'm, you know, not popping in my head right now that have got uh, Rossi Hodges and that have transferred back here um, from the state. We also obviously are attacking recruiting pretty hard in the state. Um, currently, we, both of our quarterbacks, uh, Gunnar and Will, are from the state of Arizona. Um, Gunnar went to Washington State, came back. Will came here immediately. 
Um, but we we need to do it. There, there's no reason, you know, there's no reason not to go to Arizona if you're from Arizona. Um, you know, if you're going to pick a state school, if you're going to go to a state school, why wouldn't you go to a state school in your state? It's a lot easier for your parents. Um, your parents don't have to fly. Your parents don't have to rent a car. Your parents don't have to rent a hotel room or get a hotel room. Um, you get to be the person that waves the flag for this university. And if we can turn this thing around, get to a Rose Bowl, and you're the when you want to when you're done with football and you're going to go back and live in Arizona, you could be part of the you know class that won the Rose Bowl. If you go win a Rose Bowl with another team, you know at another institution, then no one's going to really care when you come back to the state of Arizona. They're going to ask you why you didn't go to Arizona. So that's what our mentality is, and that's what our you know that's what we're selling. And um, we got guys like Rob Gronkowski and Teddy Bruschi and. Um, on board with us, and that hasn't been really easy. We hired Chuck Cecil and Ricky Hunley and Brandon Sanders, and um, we feel really good about you know the energy and the enthusiasm around the program. The Gronk stuff was uh, genius. Congratulations on that. That was brilliant. We could. Uh, we know you got another commitment. You got to run. Uh, PK could talk Jersey with you for the next. Well, half in the hour. meantime, go that. Hornets, right, Coach? <laughs> go Hornets. And I mean, is it is it a diner for you? Is it a pizza spot? What, I mean, what, what's your favorite place? About what's your favorite thing about Jersey? Oh, he wants to go. Oh, down. Jersey! Oh my God! Well, my mother's Italian, so that ought to tell you. Uh, yeah, well, it's certainly the Italian food. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> I, I got, I'm cut from the Parcells clone. My father was all Irish, grandmother all Italian, and they met uh, down in the Oranges. So uh, anything along those lines, or or heading down to the boardwalk and picking up a cheesesteak. I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, thanks, guys, for your time. Uh, thank you. All right. Bye-bye. There's Arizona's football coach, Jed Fish. He joined us on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah's in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain is a solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Did you ever notice how for such a small state there's so many of us? Yes, and I noticed how many of you have left. Everybody wants out. Everybody can get out. That's not true. Get now. That's not true at all. There's Jersey people everywhere. They're all leaving. That's not true. That's not true. More replace them. I get that. It's not true at all. That is not true at all. You got to go where work is, and I'm I'm 13 years old. So sorry, ma. I'm staying behind. (laughs) You didn't go back. You've been an adult. I didn't have a job. Did you try to get one? I tried all over the country. The Bergen record? All over the country. I delivered the uh, Morris County daily record. There was a bunch of records. And when I was a kid, They're I had all that by the paper. same people? I don't know that, but uh, probably it sounded like it would have been. Yeah. But for And they had and Bergen is a county. That's where I think Woj worked. Uh, Woj. Yeah, he's got Jersey roots. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back... Breaking news, PK. We'll get to that coming up. Well, I think it's pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Who just who just got uh, let go? Parted ways is the euphemism being used. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. The Big Show. The Big Show. With Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. 
former BYU quarterback John Beck with us. Tell us everything you know about Jaron Hall. You've been working with him. You've worked with a fellow named Zach before that and seemed to have some pretty good success. What are you seeing with Jaron? I'm excited with the skill set that he brings to the position. It's a guy that's been around football for years, but in terms of how much football he's done over the past few years, it's been limited because of injuries. So I see this skill set. He worked really hard this offseason. I've heard that things are going really well for him this camp. So for me, it's going to be, let's see what the offense looks like with him at the helm. It's not going to look exactly like Zach, but Jaron brings an athleticism that is somewhat close to some of the things that Zach did. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7, presented by Big O' Tires, the team you trust on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. While Jed Fish, University of Arizona football coach, was discussing how he's going to turn the Wildcats around, Brian Dunseth was tweeting that there has been a coaching change at Real Salt Lake. Dunny joins us now. Dunny, good morning. My man, I like the radio voice. I like the DJ radio <laughs> voice. Right there. Great intro. Great intro. I learned it from watching uh, you, all right? I've been dealing with 20 years. It wears off after a while. <laughs> there you go, PK. It's just like wah, wah, wah. When wah, 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 wah. All right, so uh, what happened? Six points out of nine on the week. It didn't seem like a terrible week. There have been worse weeks, and it's awfully late in the week to have a coaching change. There's got to be more than meets the eye here. What's happened? Yeah, um, well, what's what's happened is there's been a decision made between, obviously, the head coach and Freddie Juarez, or the former head coach and Freddie Juarez, and the club. You know, the speculation is going to continue to be out there. I would expect... Uh, there to be more clarity on Freddie's end at the end of the weekend by the time we kick off in Vancouver if uh, if more information at that point hasn't come out publicly. Um, but the reality is something that you and I have talked about. Um, I think what makes this a, a really odd situation is that you are finding Real Salt Lake making moves without an owner in play. Um, obviously, Deloy Hansen is no longer the owner. Uh, the fact that the club itself is being managed or at least overseen by Major League Soccer to give final approval over all of these decisions. Um, And something that DJ, you and I have been talking about, the opportunity of this group in particular and what Elliot Fall, Tony Beltran, and to a certain extent Kurt Schmidt have done with this group of players and the fact that there's so much hope this is a playoff team. And when we assess it from the outside, I think when you assess it internally, you're looking at a club that, while in a playoff spot, I think everyone feels like could do better. I mean, it's something that you and I talked about last night on Talking Real. When you look at the, when you look at the standings in the Western Conference where Real Salt Lake is, yeah, it's perfectly acceptable. You're in a playoff spot. But then you look at the goal differential and you look at the teams above them with more points, a zero goal differential, a negative one goal differential. These are these are these are managing minutes and the end of matches that have come up short. And whether we want to talk about the players, which ultimately they hold the accountability, or you're talking about the inability to affect positive change with the substitutions available and the tactics. And, DJ, something you and I were talking about even last weekend in Colorado, how Robin Frazier switched his formation the moment they got the game-tying goal, and four minutes later, five minutes later, they get the game-winning goal. Um I think there's there was questions. There was questions about the future. Uh, and, and just for clarity, Freddie Juarez was in the final four months of his deal. 
Um, so I think there was an option on the side of Real Salt Lake. I don't think that option would have been extended. Um, and, hey, by the way, we're, we're waiting for some type of official word, word uh, from Major League Soccer. That ownership is effectively, officially changing hands to whatever individual or group um, you know, that's just around the corner. So a lot of moving parts, but in terms of the timing, yeah, I was uh, down in L.A. when I first got a little bit of a sniff that there could be uh, change affected here at Rio Tinto Stadium. So they elevate Pablo Mastrini from assistant coach. I don't know that if he's going to be an interim coach, if he's going to be in contention for the head coaching job, but I do believe he should receive a lifetime contract to be the head coach of RSL for as long as he wants, and there is simply one reason. Now, he was born, I believe, in Argentina. His birthday's coming up this weekend, by the way. It's the 29th. He'll be 45. And at age four, he moved to Phoenix, and he attended Thunderbird High School in oh, Phoenix. <laughs> and, Dunny, there is one famous person that you know very, very well. He's at the top of his game who attended Thunderbird High School, and that would be PK. Oh, I love it. I love it. I well, so I'm in a steam company as well because Mark McGuire went to my high school. Oh, there I you just go. don't have his wallet. So I, 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 love the, uh, I love the train of thought there. Listen, Pablo, um, just to be clear, you know, Pablo, a uh, former teammate of mine at, uh, at uh, I almost said Inter Miami, Miami Fusion, back when it was a champagne life on a beer budget for the previous ownership group in Miami. And I can tell you as a competitor, as a teammate, there's, the guy you hate and the guy you love. And the guy you hated was because secretly you loved him and you wanted to play alongside of him and you respected the way he played the game. I am a huge advocate of Pablo Mastrani. And I think from his time of retirement to stepping on the field as, a, as an interim head coach to getting the job at the Colorado Rapids to subsequently um, being unceremoniously let go. Um, I was always wondering what his next move would be. Now, he spent last year down with Tab Ramos uh, and Omid Namazi uh, in Houston. I don't think that relationship, that working relationship worked out, hence the move to Salt Lake. I think he made Freddie better. No disrespect to Tyrone Marshall, who had taken the job out at FC Cincinnati as the U19 head coach. Uh, but Pablo, it, it's kind of like, and, and I knew this was, I know RSL didn't want to think about it this way, but for us, PK, the same way DJ and I looked at Mike Pecky being hired for the Real Monarchs the moment that Jeff Kassar was still the head coach, yeah, it's that, that feeling of uh, it was inevitable that at some point, if a change was made, well, that's why you brought Pablo in, because you have a ready-made head coach. Now, what I've been told is that there are multiple candidates. Um, there is more than what you have on you're at least one hand um, that the coaching search is underway. Pablo, it will be the interim right now. And Pablo will be interviewed for the job. Um, the job is not 100% his. They are going to look at a bunch of different candidates. And if Pablo is the best candidate, then obviously he will be the front runner. He already has the end. He knows the club. The club knows him. They know his personality. He has a, he has a head coaching resume already. So that makes all the sense in the world. Um, but again, I've been told that this club is going to do its due diligence and make the right decision for the future of the club, which is something underneath previous ownership. 
Um, this will be interesting to watch because PK and DJ, as we know, it's never been the best candidate that's been hired for Real Salt Lake since the departure of Jason Christ. It's always been financially the cheapest and the easiest hire for Deloy Hansen. It's Jeff Kassar when you could have had Robin Frazier. Mike Pecky when you could have had Giovanni Savarese or Josh Wolf. Uh, Freddie Juarez because he was underneath the umbrella and he'd been with the club and he deserved, you know, some would say the opportunity. Um, but Freddie was an ex- exquisite developer um, and assistant coach. So it's a it's a big chance. It's a big chance for Real Salt Lake, uh, Elliot Fall, everybody, Rob Zarcos, Kurt Schmidt, Tony Beltran, everyone behind the scenes to choose what could be uh, one of the most important decisions outside of what a new owner looks like for the club. So you're talking to two guys who have gone on and on on both the college and the pro level, uh, football, basketball, it applies to soccer too, Denny. So Jason Kreiss takes him to the MLS Cup for the second time. They lose on that marathon penalty shootout in Kansas City. He flies back into town, walks past the media at the airport, doesn't talk to anybody, quits, takes the uh, job at New York City FC. That is December of 2013. So essentially since the 2014 season started, we're going to seven years here, this is going to be the fourth head coach and we're on the third general manager. There has got to be some stability. This constant turnover isn't helping. Hmm. Reaction. Yeah, I mean, listen, you're you're right. You're right. Um, But, I mean, let's pull back the curtain. Under previous ownership, the, the the drama that surrounded this club internally, externally, um, <laughs> was was pretty evident for anybody that's been around the team and for anybody that covered the team. So, yeah, there, there's a departure of Mike Pecky and Craig Weibel uh, underneath previous ownership. They more than kicked the tires with the return of Jason Price. Um, at that point, it was deemed too much money. They decided to go instantly. I uh, think that after everything had transpired, and by the way, today is a year ago that the way went on air, um, and that basically. You break it up, Dunny. We're missing large parts of this. I don't know if you're not by a window anymore or what, but we've lost you. All right. Well, we've lost Dunny there. Yaku. Did I lose you? Yes, no, you you're did. Back, you're back now. Oh. You're back now. So, um, just with building this roster without having somebody's thumb on them all the time, I think speaks volumes to what they're capable of doing. So, yes, you're right. At the end of the day, you got to get this. You got to get this next coaching decision right. Um, and there's a bunch of options. Um, there's a bunch of options. There's a available. You can look for kind of the grizzly. Well, Dunny's dropping. I've had this conversation with him off the air. We can talk a little bit uh, about that. Um, we got to pay to play, man. You, come on. You're going to be in it to win it, or what? Yes, exactly. And, and Dominic Kinnear is out there, and he's a huge. So that bugs me. He's a huge Dom Kinnear fan, and and the guy they really miss, I think, in all of this is they miss Garth Loggerway. And I've heard third hand. I've not spoken to him about this, but I've heard third hand that he loves it here. I think he wants to be um, a higher level executive. If I were so the new owner, coming back. 
If I were the new owner, that is the first call I would make. And I would do whatever it took to get him back here. And the amount of t- times his team Whatever? Had, if I had to make him president of the organization, I would. If I had to make him a million-dollar employee, I would. Wow. That's an endorsement. You look at who's gone to the MLS Cup final since he took RSL there in 2009 and he built it from the ground up. It was all his guys. He turned over the whole roster, the whole bit. He Basically, his team goes every other year. The only other person who comes close to that level of success is Bruce Arena, and you can't get him. He's in Boston now. He's working for uh, the, the Patriots on the MLS team there, the Revolution. And you can't get Bruce Arena. I'd go get Garth. And I say, Garth, win. And you're right. You can't go cheap. The, everybody in the league is spending more money, and it is improving. Now, that doesn't mean it's the best. It's a long way. It's generations to the top leagues in Europe. But it is getting better, and people well, are spending that, more money. Yeah, that doesn't matter where, it's, where it falls. You're, you're in this league, and you want to win. Right. So it doesn't matter what league and you're who, in, you want to win. Who, who wins in this league? Right. You're looking at 12 years, and Garth Lagerwey's teams, he had two RSL teams go to the MLS Cup final. He's had four teams in Seattle, and they're in first place. And he's done it spending a lot of money. He's done it spending less money. There's something he gets that other people aren't getting. He's going every other year, and everybody else is splitting up the rest of the trips. Now, it's easy and for Pablo, me to pop off about money, but it still, is. You, you've got to be in the ballpark anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, Pablo comes with a heck of a resume himself. He was RSL won in 2009, Colorado won in 2010, and that's him. <laughs> He's right in the – go look at the pictures of Colorado that year. He's right in the middle of everything, you know. So, anyway. How about right. that? Went to the same high school. That's crazy. It is crazy. I was trying to think of a Jersey tie. I mean, I kind of know his resume, but I don't have his whole resume. And I'm going through it. I'm like, I don't see a Jersey thing. I was blinded to Arizona. The same high school. We got to get him on, Yuck. Has he got a personality? Pablo? Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And he's he's super nice. I went and introduced myself the first time. There's not a lot of contact now. You know, we can't go to training. We can't talk. It's... Is what we're seeing with other PK, one point on this, though. Teams. Pablo rose to prominence playing for a certain club that's just the other side of the Rockies. That well, there was that whole dust-up for people I'm who just, remember where I'm just a, saying, a Colorado Mike, player got into it with RSL's so, owner, Dave Chegetz, the remember, player. I remember. It was Pablo. To, to, well, to have him no. coaching. It's hilarious. And Chris Burgess got into it with Roger Reed. I know. I, I know. I, I get it. I, think, I get it. But it's years go by. I think it's hilarious. And he, I guess probably to his credit, it's not his favorite topic now. It's not what he wants to go back and revisit. No, we'll There's talk about days at on 19th <laughs> Avenue, man. We talk about where he used to hang out. The Jack in the Box was where we would go, to, you know, just hang out, meet the chicks. I mean, there's a little age gap, but still, the Jack in the Box <laughs> is still there. I can talk to him about playing baseball just right by the football field, over by the racquetball courts. I mean, come on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Boys, I can't wait. I really, we are boys. Okay. We both went to Thunderbird. There's a little part of me that does want to hear about the racquetball courts and Jack in the Box. <laughs> All right, DJ and PK, your feedback coming up next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Feedback of the day brought to you by Ochre Mountain Pharmacy. Quit spending time sorting pills. Call Ochre Mountain Pharmacy today and have them sort and deliver your custom prescription blister packs free of charge. Call them at 801-252-1000. That's Ochre Mountain Pharmacy. 
Chappie at It's Chappie tweets at us, here's why BYU should go to the Big 12. The remaining eight schools will do whatever they can to remain in a power conference. The updated Big 12 only has to be better than the American Athletic and Mountain West Conference. Poaching those conference top teams and BYU makes the new Big 12 much better than those two leagues. I don't give a crap about that. I want to talk about soccer. <laughs> Since when? Since right now. He's making this up. Mastroni, man. What the Thunderbird? If you missed it, RSL and Freddie Juarez have parted ways. Brian Dunseth had it first, apparently, and now the club has sent out a, an email, a press release, announcing it, parting ways with Freddie Juarez and Pablo Mastroni, the assistant coach, will take over on an interim basis. No, no. I'm a segment a day until he gets the gig. <laughs> You're going to go up and sit on a billboard? You're going to be on a billboard at the 90th South off-ramp. <laughs> He's one of my own. I'm buying like 10 season tickets if they hire him. Give him the full-time gig. I don't he went to Thunderbird. I don't believe you. He's my guy. How about that, man? Fish in the prior segment goes to my sister's high school in Jersey. So you hear Pablo's 2, name. 2,500 miles west, this connection. You hear Pablo's name. You don't know. You just click on the, on the old interwebs, hit Wikipedia. You see Thunder, Thunderbird Eye, and you just about lose it. Jackpot! <laughs> <laughs> and I told a little back, back story in the commercial break. I told Yag and DJ, oh, you are going to love this. <laughs> we got a connection. Okay, and as soon as you said that, both DJ and I immediately <laughs> Okay, we just had Jed Fish. He was talking to New Jersey. There's got to be a tie to Jersey. No. Did not cross my mind that Arizona would enter the conversation, but there we are. And the same friggin' high school. How about that? That's fascinating. <laughs> I was meant to be there at this job. <laughs> <laughs> the hits just keep on coming. I got a friend in town who I will play ball with lives here. I just texted him. <laughs> Let him let him share the good news. <laughs> well, uh, I just got a uh, a text from a friend who's a uh, a big RSL fan, and he says here he says uh, I wonder if we get to see the real Pablo now on the sideline, not subdued assistant Pablo. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, assistants have to be curtailed. Got to dial it down. And it's he's not a, their job. He's right. a fiery dude. So, well, okay, uh, yes, he's a but fiery... not like Petke. Probably not. I would think. Yeah, yeah. probably not. He took, was over, far. He, he took it too far. He was over the top. Yeah. And, and also, uh, having talked to Pablo, you know, it's one of those classic, you love that Rick Berry quote that's 50 years oh, old yeah, and yeah, stands yeah, yeah. the test of time. Well, yeah, in the, when the 90 minutes are up on the clock, and yeah, he's fiery then. But talking to him after a training session, he's a mild-mannered guy. Hey, good to meet you. Right. Blah, 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 and that's why yeah. a lot of people are. The only one that I didn't see do that was Dave Christensen. Yeah. He was psycho at all <laughs> times. Was, right. <laughs> Even Pecky could dial it back. Yeah. And I rooted for him with the Jersey connection. Absolutely. But yeah, now, now I got a brother. <laughs> <laughs> You'll trade Jersey for Thunderbird High? <laughs> yeah, man. I went there all four years. Okay, but when the new owner comes in, you got to slow down on the turnover. Oh, I agree. We've talked about that Yikes. endlessly. Yikes. Christ leaves at the end of 2013, and he had a good run, and he had an offer he really wanted, so that's fine. That's the kind of transition that is acceptable and understandable. Well, yeah, but this four, is Sacramento Kings here. Four coaches what do you expect? and three GMs. Duh! It just can't. It's just, you're not going to be successful. 
Well, I'm going to get heavily involved now. They've had more success than the Kings, but they haven't had the success the fan base wants. The fan base got spoiled with that run and wants some more of that. In five years there, where they were and cranking we deserve out fifty-point seasons, and, and we're going to get it now. Finals. Two words: Pablo, Pablo, Pablo. Let the champ begin. <laughs> One word, but who's counting? <laughs> now back to the Cougars to the Big Twelve. Yes, we are hearing from uh, from fans. Ute fans are uh, mocking. Uh, Cougar fans are somewhat uh, <laughs> fired up. Uh, Brett, at BYU, San Francisco Giants fan. They still remain a conference that retains autonomy rights. I don't know what this truly means, but it seems important, LOL. They're one of the autonomy five. Are they getting kicked out? Participation trophy at Cycling Ute 22 says, as an observer, I love this stuff. And he's got the guy grabbing popcorn and leaning back on the sofa and popping in his mouth while he watches the show. Oh, yeah, we've heard, we've seen that yeah, one. Yeah, right? That's a common one. Be it far from me to drag us back to soccer for a moment. No, no. But We're now the soccer station. Move aside, tennis. But PK was talking earlier this morning about Cristiano Ronaldo and going back to Man U. Both DJ and I were like, well, it's Man City. Well, it's official. He's going back to Manchester United. So congratulations to you. Man U swooped in? It's official. I from tried to tell you guys. I was soccer before he thought he could make money (laughs) off of soccer. You are a savant. He's full of crap. I go back to high school soccer in Arizona in the 80s. You are full of crap, too, though. So I don't want to hear it. I just do it because you railroaded and steamrolled and pushed aside several human beings to get what you want, or so I've been told. So I've been told. (laughs) Out of air. <laughs> Tom. <laughs> Tom Hagen, I don't think I can read your tweet, but that is hilarious. You can go to uh, you can go to my Twitter feed. Yak is clapping like a seal. About what? Okay, so Brian Dunson tweets out <laughs> and says. Uh, at Real Salt Lake and head coach Freddie Warriors have parted ways effective immediately. Pablo Mastroni will coach the team in Vancouver on an interim basis. Search for a new head coach is already underway. I quote tweeted and said, Dunny joins DJ and PK next on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. And Tom Hagen tweeted, I'll listen, comma, until the uh, <clears throat> specific ad of the morning. <laughs> specific what? Specific ad of the morning. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yeah, I got something to share with you, too, after that. Uh, Tom, that was hilarious. You can go read it on Twitter, but if I start talking about it on the air, we'll have a meeting, and it's Friday, and nobody wants that. All right, coming up next, Hans and Scotty, right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.